Hello, welcome to another edition of the BCF Training Podcast. I'm LaVon Gilbert, the founder, and today we have Mike Hess with us. Mike has uh, so graciously agreed to join us as he is preparing for a big challenge, the David Goggins 4x4x48. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have me. Uh, Good to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you making the time. This is probably one of your training days, huh? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, so Goggins put that challenge out only like 10 days ago on Instagram. And uh, I was like, all right, man, let's go. Roger that. And uh, so it's only, you know, it's two weekends away. So today I'm doing a little mini version where the, the, the challenge is you start at 8 p.m. Uh, Friday night, Mar- uh, March 5th, uh, okay. Pacific, Pacific time, right? And on the 8th, the 12th, the 4th, the 8th, the 12th, right? You run or walk four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. And so I'm doing a little mini training, mini mini go at it today. I I started at 8, I did my 4, and then uh, noon I just got off, you know, the treadmill a little while ago, did my 4, grabbed some food, um, and at 4 o'clock I'm going to get back at it. So Okay. uh, so far, it hasn't been that bad. But again, this is going on like a normal night's sleep, you know, right. and, you know, and, and the distance isn't, I don't think, the big issue in those four mile chunks. I'm doing, I'm not like killing myself. I'm doing 10 minute miles. Um, okay. And I think that's manageable. I mean, you know, maybe later on, you know, as the, you know, after 24 hours, maybe we slow down to 12 minute miles or something, you know, but um, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. All right. Well, now, when did you start training? For this? For this one, yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, about a month ago, so so back to 2017, I ran a 50-mile ultramarathon after okay. reading Jesse Itzler's book, which Goggins was the seal. And so Jesse Itzler wrote a book called Living with a Seal. He didn't name Goggins, but you know, eventually it came out that it was David Goggins. And um, I grew up with Jesse. And in the book, he talks about how he met Goggins. He was doing a 100-mile race one day. And I was thinking to myself, man, if that guy could do 100, I'm sure I could do 50. <laughs> I didn't know that he had that he had run 17 New York City marathons, and I had run zero, okay? Wait, Jess had? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, up until wow. that point, he had already run. Okay. He's been a runner like his whole life. You know, well, not his whole life, but, you know, like since mm-hmm. he's an adult. And um, I, didn't, I didn't really know that. And so, you know, the book – Prior to reading the book, my wife is a health fanatic. She's actually a, a health and wellness coach right now. She got certified last year. She's a breast cancer survivor. And um, she's completely changed the nutrition in our household and uh, everything. You know, get Her book is about getting toxins out from in, on, and around your body. And uh, it's called Your Healthiest Healthy. She's got a website, yourhealthiesthealthy.com. And so um, she's always been working out. But I kind of stopped. You know, we got married in 2004 and maybe around yeah. 2011 or so, I was like, "Nah, I'm done. And I became really sedentary outside of playing golf. So cut to, um, I think it was Thanksgiving of 2015 is when I read Jesse's book, Living with a Seal. And I read it in like two hours because it's a simple read. I could hear Jesse's voice, right? And <laughs> 
dude, the next morning I woke up at like five in the morning. Just, you know, I had to go to the bathroom. I get up and he's in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe right now I'm walking down the hall to get on my treadmill that's been furniture, you know, just sitting there <laughs> for like six years or whatever. So I started, you know, doing some small runs, like a couple, you know, a couple miles at a time or whatever. And then I built up to committing to 15 miles a week. And I had a counterpart that I tried to, you know, we were supposed to hold each other accountable. He lasted like a week. Um, but as I got going and as I started building my endurance and my speed and the whole thing, I started really giving it thought, like, Jesse did 100, I could do 50. And so basically for the year of 2016, I was doing this training and I was thinking about it. And then finally towards um, probably September of 2016, I said, I'm going to do it. And I committed to doing it. I put it down. When you put, you know, you, I mean, look, you know, you put something on the calendar that you're going to do, you're, that commits yep. you, right? And so I put it on the calendar. It was supposed to be January like 28th. Um, but I was, I was running. I was doing my, I found a 20-week training schedule and I cut it down to 11 weeks. And there were some brutal runs, man. The weekends, you do the long runs and it's both Saturday and Sunday. So one weekend, I think I did, I think the most that I did was like 18 and 18 miles. You know, mm. and I'd, I'd get up at like, you know, 6.30, I'd be out uh, at 7 and I'd be out for three hours and the kids were asleep when I left. And then when I would get home, they'd be still sitting around, you know, just lazing on the couch watching shows. And I'm like, you guys stink, man. You guys are so lazy. Like, get out there. I already did 18 miles, you know? And uh, so it was cool. But then, uh, so then in January 14th of 2017, I just went out and ran. There wasn't like an organized run. I picked a day. I picked a place. I, uh, it was a 1.13 mile loop that I parked my car at the start finish. I had my Gatorade and all my nutrition and, and yeah. everything. And I stopped when I wanted to stop to pick up some drink or whatever and stretch a minute. And then I get back out there and took 10 hours. Wow, wow. And how did you, with that, how did you feel afterwards? So After like a lot of accomplishment, um, that's a really good question because, you know, obviously a lot of accomplishment, but also it was almost like a little bit of a letdown um, because, you know, it was over. Right. And it was kind of like, all right, what's next? But at mile 30, I thought I tore my meniscus. And one of the things that I, I, I'm most proud of during that moment was my first instinct wasn't like I'm done. I'm tapping out. My first instinct was this really hurts. And I can't believe how much longer this is going to take me now. Mm. And, and I was, and I had a couple people that would like do a couple laps here and there with me, you know, that just came out as friends, whatever. And I'm walking for a little while with some of them. And I'm like, listen, you cannot tell Samantha, my wife, I'm like, you cannot tell her that I think I tore my meniscus because she's going to try to shut me down, you know? Mm -hmm. And about 10 miles later at mile 40, I get a call from Goggins. And really? because, yeah, because it was awesome, man. So one of, um, we, at my old job, we hired him a few times to come do speaking gigs. And, uh, mm -hmm. one of the events before the morning, he, uh, he said, anybody that wants to come work out, let's go. And I'll put you guys through workouts. And dude, it was insanity, man. You know, I thought, like, I thought I was in decent shape, but 
I mean, you know, I really didn't do much strength training. It was more just running. And mm -hmm. so, you know, got you doing push-ups and he's like, you know, he's not gassed at all. You know, he's like doing the push-ups and he's talking as he's doing them. And <laughs> then he starts doing like jump squats and jump lunges and then walking lunges. And then we go out and run like three or four miles or whatever, you know? And so anyway, so uh, one of my guys that I worked with, he somehow got Goggins number told Goggins I was doing it that day and I get a call yeah. from Goggins at mile 40 and he's like man you're crushing it you're inspiring me and I'm like I'm inspiring you like come on man and uh, <laughs> so it was really cool and it helped me get through that last 10 I spoke to Jesse during the run as well um actually I think it was when I spoke to Jesse right at the mile 30 he's like listen you're doing great but you know just keep in mind you're gonna have some tough miles ahead you're gonna have some good miles don't let the ups get too high don't let the downs get too low just, you know, you're doing amazing. And sure enough, hang up, leave my little, you know, the, my, my, my comfort station. And that's yeah. when I put my knee. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. So anyway, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, but you finished. And I love the fact that you said when you knew it, that something wasn't right with the knee. It wasn't a question of stopping. It was a question of how much longer is this going to take me? That determination, you just knew you were going to finish. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. Love that. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, awesome. and so it took 10 hours and then, um, the really, you know, the cool thing also, I made it a family event. I was trying, my kids were really young. They were only eight and five at the mm -hmm. time. And so I was trying to, you know, have like a teaching, not, I don't think I, I shared with them about my knee during what had happened, but during the training, I was trying to share with him, listen, with, with both my girls, um, you set really, really high goals and you work your butt off to achieve them. And as long as you can look in the mirror and know that you gave it a hundred percent, even if you don't get there to that goal of yours, because it's such a lofty goal, right? Yeah. It's okay, right? As long as you know that you did everything possible, you know, that to train, to prepare, the whole thing, whatever it is in life, right? Uh, set those really high goals, train your butt off, work your butt off and prepare and if you don't get there you're not going to be far off you know what i mean so during those 10 hours um my eight-year-old she did nine miles that's my great five-year-old five did eight miles and my wife did 18 miles over the 10 hours it was amazing that's great i love that i love yeah. that so was that like your first big challenge i want to say yeah. yeah for sure what a way to get out of the gate with them though that's awesome. <laughs> I know people are like, "What are you doing? Why? Why are you doing you that?" Off, you bit off a big one there, so that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Now, as we move into this one, what kind of training are you doing for this one? What, what yeah. What's your strategy? I guess I got way off track, but yeah. So, because that was your original question, so <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Um, so. Um, I had definitely taken a bit of a sabbatical after that run. It took probably six months. So I didn't have any structural damage. I just had really bad runner's knee, which is when your IT band gets super, super, super tight that it pulls on the knee, it pulls away from the knee because it ties in right at the outside of your knee and it runs yeah. up high, ties in around like your back of your hip and um, or give or take. I'm not a medical professional, but that's basically what I was told. And um, so I had to do some therapy. I, I was out like six months, probably maybe even seven before I could get back out and do some running without pain. Um, so, you know, now we're into basically the late 2017. And 
occasionally I would go for a run here and there. And then I kind of got out of it. And again, my wife, you know, I could hear her snickering. You know, <laughs> She's up every day doing a workout, you know, even through COVID, like she, she, uh, in our bedroom, she, you know, gets an iPad out or her phone and she's doing an online class or she's giving an online class. And, um, you know, I just kind of didn't do it. So about probably about four or five weeks ago, I committed again to doing the 15 miles a week and I was just going to build it up from there. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, then Goggins throws up that challenge and I'm like, dang it, why couldn't I have started six <laughs> months ago? You know? Um, but, uh, so today, Today, I think I'm doing my little mini training. I got up at eight, yeah. did four miles, noon, and another four miles coming up. Okay. All right. Yeah. So as you look forward into it, what do you see as the biggest challenge within this challenge for you? Because I think, I mean, you're used to running. So you have that part, I think, with the mental. I mean, you did 50 miles. Yeah. So being out for a long time is not going to be the hard part for you, I don't think. What do you think is going to be? That, I think it's going to be the lack of sleep. I think the lack of sleep, right? Because, you know, it's one thing to just do it continuously. Yeah. Right. That, like, again, I did that. Right. But the challenge is, you know, you stop down now for, let's call it three hours, and then mm -hmm. you got to get up to it again. So how do you fit in sleep? How do you fit in? Um, nutrition. How do you, you know, do you stay in wet clothes? Like right now I, I took my shirt off, I changed my shirt, but I stayed mm -hmm. in my shorts and socks. Right. So, you know, what's the, what's the, and you know, sneakers, how many pairs of sneakers do you, do you do? Cause when I just got in, uh, you know, to put my sneakers on for the second run, they were still kind of sweaty and everything. It's like, so I, there are those, those types of things that I think I got to work out very fast. Right. Cause it's yeah. coming up two weekends, right. March 5th. So um, today's like a good test run next weekend. will definitely be another good test run, uh, mm -hmm. to, to figure it out or hopefully figure it out. Well, I already like what I'm hearing as far as your, your, your mini, um, days, if you will, going yeah. for these breakout sessions, because like when I've done my training for marathons, I try to put myself in those situations that I think are going to be the most difficult for me. So mm -hmm. how am I going to hydrate? How am I going to fuel? For me, it's always between mile 17, mile 19. That's when I need to figure out, am I am I having a goo? Which one? How's it going to work with my stomach? Kind of testing those sorts of things out. So you're already working these things out for your four-hour breaks, which is great. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's right. Great. Right now, you know, I was thinking about just now, I finished my, you know, I, after my eight o'clock run, I wound up having like a green smoothie, right? So some spinach, flax, chia, protein powder. This one I had strawberries, blueberries, and pineapple, right? And ice, right? Um, so I had that great because that's that's my normal kind of breakfast mm -hmm. anyway. Um, sometimes I'll put, you know, I'll do peanut butter or almond butter or whatever with banana, uh, yeah. mix up fruit, whatever. Um, so I didn't want to do the peanut butter and almond butter today, figuring like it's a little bit heavy, you know, do, you know, I wasn't sure. Right. So, um, sorry, I just got to put my battery thing back in. Um, so, um, after the 12 o'clock run, I was thinking about maybe a salad, but then I was like, no, 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 I don't want to have a salad. So I had some like leftover lasagna that my, my 10 year old made. So okay. I figuring I I need the carbs, you know, for the energy to keep going. But, you know, it's interesting. It's funny that you talk about the goose. When I did the 50, man, I really just 
winged it. Um, I actually do. Are you familiar with um, these socks? Um, oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking on the names. The ones that have like the toes. Yes, I, I use those. I can't remember the name of them, but I used them years ago for, yeah, I have used them. I wore them the first time during that 50-mile run. Like, not what you're supposed to do. Try things out. Yeah, you're supposed to test these things out in advance. So how did they work for you? <laughs> it was great. It was great. You know, I was th like, I didn't change socks. I, so I wore those and another pair of just, you know, running socks over them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh and yeah, the one of the crazy things during that whole ten hours, I only went to the bathroom one time. Really? Yeah, I'm shocked. I, I know I was, yeah. but you're just letting everything out, you know. Yeah. And like, it was yeah, it was pretty crazy, man. I was like, really, you know? Well, I, I'm going to call that good preparation. Okay, <laughs> you cleared your body out to perform the way you needed it to d during those. 10 hours. But as yeah. you were talking about the nutritional piece and what you're eating and drinking, you made me think about what Goggins said in his book about his first 100 mile run. I think it was his first one. And I think he was in San Diego and he's going around a track and all he brought was metrics. And he was just drinking that because he didn't know he hadn't, you know, gone through the planning of it. Right. And then how, how it just really upset his stomach. I actually heard him talk here in New York. And he gave a very descriptive speech about uh -huh. what happened when he took a break <laughs> yeah, from that. Right. I won't repeat all of that right now, but uh, it was a pretty funny well, story, story. The story that I heard, he showed up to that run with like a folding chair, basically yes. with big plastic gallons of water and a box of saltines. That's the story that he I said heard. the saltines, but he said he had metrics. Okay. It, this is what he, I mean, he was in front of us talking and I don't remember if that was in the book, but he was talking to us about like the metrics just after a while, it just came out the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was in bad so, shape. He was in really bad yeah. shape. When I talked to Jesse about it, Jesse said that um, uh, they were, they were like really considering just kind of, you know, and you can't shut Goggins down, but they were thinking about just shutting him down and heliporting him out for, mm. Is he was having kidney failure? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was had. He was messed up, right? And then he, what he, the way, and you probably know this. He he said, "Listen, my mind works that I got to make the big things small, right?" And so my first instinct was, "Let me just sit in this chair and let me hydrate." And I'm going to hydrate for as long as I need to hydrate. And once I feel like I can stand up, I'm going to stand up. And after I stand up, I'm going to take a step. And then after I take a step, I'm going to take another step, and then another mm -hmm. step. Once I've done that, I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to finish the last 30 miles that I got to do. <laughs> yeah. And he did, which is, he did. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. So with your prep here, what, what are you feeling though? What's your gut telling you about your nutrition for this after going through a couple of phases here now? Is it keeping it light, just enough energy to keep you going? Or where's your, what's your, what, what are your feelings? Yeah, no, I think I, I don't think you can go like crazy heavy, you know, because yeah. it, it's just it doesn't feel like enough time really in between. Because right now on a normal like without training for this or whatever, I kind of do that intermittent fasting unintentionally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll finish our dinner generally around eight o'clock, sometimes seven, sometimes eight thirty, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, next morning I'm up six thirty, seven o'clock, whatever. And then I wind up not making my smoothie and, and drinking my smoothie till like 10, 1030. 
because, you know, I sit down, I get in my office, I sit down, I start working away or whatever. I do drink yeah. like um, this. I got one of these hydro flasks, whatever. Right. So I finish off a hydro flask before 10 o'clock. Um, and then at 10 o'clock is when I make, you know, a smoothie. It's a good size smoothie with lots of spinach and whatever. Um, so for the training, I, you know, I don't think that uh, can get like, super big meals or big heavy, but I do think, and, I, and I'm just, again, guessing and hoping maybe uh, that that sort of the pastas, maybe some pizza, things like that would be the way to go. But I'm open mm -hmm. to suggestions. Oh, I don't know. I haven't done one of these. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to follow and take notes and who knows maybe in the future i will join in but uh so i'm curious that's that's part of why i asked the question I, I was kind of curious because i hear a lot of i mean my thing is i enjoy doing road races so when i follow stories of people uh who prepared and trained for marathons i'm just curious about their prep i mean it's different when you're younger and then as you get a little older which i'm getting to that point <laughs> in which I have to watch everything. So when I, share I try to, what's that? I think you and I share the same birthday, November 7th. Yes, we do. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, Scorpios. All yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Well, and I think we are the same age too. So I know you have some of the same challenges as well. So I'm constantly reading these things about how people are able to maintain their active lifestyle. And I'm just like a sponge trying to take in information so that it can help me be right. active for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. Right. So, you know, my diet is constantly being tweaked. I'm experimenting with this, experimenting with that. And I think it's all for the better. Like what I just went work best for you. Um, during big races, I'm gonna say big races for me, marathons. Yeah. I don't like, to, I do go with a pasta meal just because usually it's kind of like a, a, a social thing the night before with people, but I don't have a lot. I don't oh. want to be too heavy. I'll wake up at about three. My wife didn't like this when we did the Berlin marathon. I woke her up at 3.30 in the morning to have a half a bagel and a banana because I'm just like, you need to start fueling now. You got to get your body ready, but you don't want to be too close to the start and then have to use, you know, the portage on you know, yeah. My thing was get start gradually getting things in as early as possible. She didn't like it's that. Funny, it's yeah. funny you talking about the night before having the pasta meal because um the night before I did my 50, yeah. my wife, she all of a sudden she's like, you know, I've been reading about nutrition for these big rates. You need to carb load. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> on so much like this massive amount of pasta which i had not done at all during my training runs right yeah. and i felt pretty good for the first 13 miles 13 miles so i had i had a goal to do the 26 mile the first 26 my goal was to do um 940 a pay a, no i'm sorry was it 920 yeah 920 pace for the for 26 minutes and then i'm uh, 26 miles and then finish off whatever right and my first 13 miles, I was at nine. And I'm so in my head. Ooh, you had you had a good clip. Yeah. Good there. Yeah. In my head, I'm like 940 for the next 13 miles. This is cake. Dude, my body shut down. I my legs got so heavy. 
my gut was just like, dude, what are you? and I, I attribute it to the major pasta the night before, because like I said, it didn't happen on the, any of the training runs. I didn't need yeah. that training runs. I think for these, for a 50, you know, ultra, I think it's during the week and you know, the, let's say you're doing it on a Friday or Saturday or whatever, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe you go heavy with the carbs. And then yeah. you light up the next couple of nights because I did do some reading afterwards. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing too. More so with like the experienced elite runners, some of us rookies or not as experienced. Nah, I'm not a rookie anymore, but you you go too heavy the night before. But yes, you want to start that three days earlier and then kind of wean it, bring it down as yeah. you get to the start. So, yeah. so yeah, I might do yeah. that. So not a week from a week from Monday. I'll probably start doing some heavier carbs because Friday, that Friday, so two Fridays from now is when this thing kicks off. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So I'm, I've noticed though, you you do like the the, the challenges because you did two other ones, right? That you haven't mentioned. You, yeah. you did the 50, but you did something else. I, I know you, meant, you sent me an email on that Jess had going on. What was that challenge? Yeah, so Jess, He's, he's, you know, an extraordinary guy. Um, and he's created this thing called the Everest, Everesting 29029, right? That's the, the, uh, the, how many feet of elevation to the top of Everest, right? And so he's created these amazing experiences where you, he rents out a ski mountain, right? Or ski resort that is off season okay. and it's these tents. And they're not like hoopty tents, you know, it's not like, <laughs> you know, like, like real on camping, right? It's kind of glamping. Okay. Now, there are like porta potties or whatever. And then at the ski lodge, you know, the regular ski lodge bathrooms, whatnot. And they have these, you know, these, these shower, these um, trailers with showers, whatever. The idea is you ascend uh, or ascend, you climb the mountain, however many times it is to reach that 29029. And then he has, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro is only this many times and, you know, Mount Fuji and whatever. Right. So his first one that he did was in Vermont, um, which I went to. And I so I didn't train because it was after I did the 50. And I'm thinking to myself, I ran 50 miles. I can climb up a mountain <laughs> 17 times, whatever. Right. Yeah. And as we're driving there, a couple of buddies and, and me. Um, we're getting there and this mountain, it's getting higher and higher and steeper and steeper. And I'm just like, we're all thinking to ourselves, like, what the hell did we just sign up for? So you had to do 17 times in, I think he gave you 48 hours for that first one. And we get to the start and all these people got climbing poles and all, and you know, we're like, you know, we're, we're looking around like rookie, like what a wimp you need climbing poles or whatever. I did 13 and mm. I had something going on in my knee and I didn't have, I, I just kind of gave up and I regret it to this day. And so subsequently my, and my buddies finished and I cheered them on and, and the whole thing. And um, they had another one in Utah and now they have a third one. I think it's in Idaho, uh, okay. Utah one, obviously different terrain. So, and it was it, so it wasn't quite as steep as Vermont, but Vermont was shorter, right? So each time up would take you about forty-five minutes, and then you take the gondola down. Um, the one for Utah, 
it was about, I want to say it was probably about an hour and 15 up. And you had to do 13 times up to get the 29029. And that one I completed. That one I, I trained hard for. Though. My wife trained. She came with us for that one. Um, and she actually, she did well. She, 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 I think she got 10, 10 trips up. Um, but at, at like number seven, she was gassed. She was whiter than white. And, and she was kind of, she got the chills. And, and I said, babe, you got to stop. Like, just go. They ha He has this amazing um, training training room, basically. Yeah. Where, do you know those leg compression sleeves? Yeah. You know those things? I can't remember what they're called. Mm -hmm. but, you know, he had like eight pairs of those with the with the zero gravity chairs. He had two guys, two two massage people, and a um, and a stretching guy that were there that you can just go in as often as you wanted to. All the food, they had different rest stations along the way where, you know, you had to check in because people climb through the night. So now he does it where it's only 36 hours. You have from 6 a.m. on Friday to 6 p.m. on Saturday, and you got to be done. And mm. uh, it's it's rough, man. So, you know, you do a couple of night night ones where it's pitch black. You got your light on you know, the top of your head. <laughs> um, he's also done it now back in Vermont where it was winter and it was like snow. And people wow. – I didn't, uh, I'm, I kind of tapped out. I'm like, you know what? I've done this one out of two. I, you know, I made 50, 50% of them and you know, I don't know. So. Well, you got the one in Utah done. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So what is, what, what is it about the challenge experience for you? What, what attracts you to these challenges? Oh man. Um, well, for those in particular, it's the camaraderie. Okay. Um, you know, the training with my wife was awesome. We would uh, find hills by our house and we would run them um, and just train really hard for those. And that was great. And then getting there, um, you know, we signed up with some friends and then you meet great people um, at those mountain mountain challenges. Um, for this one, it's a little different because, you know, we're COVID. We're, my wife's yeah. not doing me, although she's like, oh, well, you know. I'll do the day one. I'll, do, I'll run four miles with you a couple times per day if you want. And I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, but I don't, I think I might just want to only do it on my treadmill, you know, which is a lot less pounding than the cement. And you know, I could turn mm -hmm. the TV on to distract me or whatever. Um, so that part I'm also still kind of working through. Um, yeah. Although my 10-year-old, she's like, I'm doing it with you. And I'm like, well, we only have one treadmill, so how's that gonna? She's like, I'll just do my gymnastics, I'll exercise, I'll do whatever for as long as you're on the treadmill, and then you know we'll rest and we'll do it again. And I'm like, I don't want to squash her dream, you know, or, right. or the desire because, but the sleep thing for her is gonna be a lot worse than it will be for me. She's already kind of you know ornery when she doesn't get her sleep. So, mm. uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I think I'm not gonna discourage her. You know, uh, we'll see. Yeah. But um, so the challenge. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's about the training, and I think, you know, uh, I'm hoping that my kids see me training and working hard for these big goals, these things that are, you know, I would say, uh, above average challenges that, you know, not everybody's going to be able to complete, you know, mm -hmm. and hoping that they they're taking it in, whether they're really taking it in and like, you know, having it register, it registers somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I was I was just curious because I've talked to well, not talked, but just kind of commute. Okay, I'll say communicated um, with people about different challenges, and I saw a guy 
who I follow him, he follows me on Instagram. And he mentioned something about um, Goggins. Uh-huh. And he went out and I guess, oh, he just finished reading his book. He said, I was so inspired. I wanted to go out and I ran my fastest five, five K. And so I sent a comment to him and I'm like, Hey, are you doing the four by four by 48? You know, since you're, you know, you're gun ho, you're inspired. And this yeah. guy has a military background. He was a retired police officer. And he was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And then he asked me if I were doing, I said, no, I'm not. But I mentioned how you had invited me. And so it made me kind of think like, okay, what's the mindset? What's the attraction? Because I would have thought the guy who was had the military background, you know, ex-former police officer, it would have been more of a natural flow to, for him to challenge himself like that. But it wasn't something that was attractive to him at this time. So that's where the question came well, from. So, yeah, no, it's a great question. And um one of the things i guess why i'm signing up a while ago i had thought about so after i did the 50 a friend of mine was like you know it's really kind of ridiculous what you just did you know it's amazing <laughs> um, what's next yeah is what you said right and got me thinking i'm like all right what is next and so i think jesse may have mentioned a while ago like four by four by 40. So I I kicked around that idea by do about doing a four by four by forty, and um, I was just like, eh, I don't think I want to do that, you know. And then when Goggins put the four by four by forty, it just you know it, it re-triggered the four by four by forty, and so it's something that I've been thinking about. And I was like, let's let's just do it. Let's try to do it, you right. know. And um, again, I wish I wish I would add a little more time, or I wish I would have been training more consistently prior to Goggins putting it up, you know, but I think I'm going to get it done. I, I think I will. So far today, yeah. you know, the eight miles, it hasn't been a big deal. Um, you know, I'll let you know after my next run at, at four o'clock, uh, <laughs> you know, the 12 miles feel afterwards, you know, but I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think the running is going to be the, the running or walking. I don't think that's really going to be the issue. I think it's yeah. more about sleep and the nutrition. Yeah, managing that. Well, I think you're on the right track with experimenting, testing out the nutrition piece here, because I think I could be wrong. I think some people are going to miss that point and not really focus on that, but more think about, hey, how am I going to get the the miles in or the activity piece where the nutritional part, the nutrition piece is going to be going to be huge because it's got to digest. It's got to work with your body properly. Right. Right. That's, yeah, well, that's one of my buddies that, uh, said he's going to do it. He, he told me that today he was going to do his own two by two by 24. And I'm like, that sounds even harder than four by four by 48. <laughs> you know? yeah, every two? He's going to do yeah. two? Yeah, that's what he that's said. I mean, he's, done, he's done Ironmans and you know, like he's yeah. one of those animals that, you know, it's like a real endurance. Like I'm, just, I'm like the, you know, the guy that just is an idiot that just signs up for things and like, you know, <laughs> tries to figure it out as I go, you know, like, uh, but yeah, so he, I don't know. I got to check in with him and see if he, if he was re- really doing it or not. Cause he's a little bit of a prankster also. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well that one, that one would definitely be tough, but I definitely think, as you mentioned, when you have kind of that endurance mindset, then it, it just, there's a draw, there's a pull to these sorts of things, I believe. And also what you mentioned about the events you did before the pandemic here, I love going to like destination spots for big training, big events. 
and I mm-hmm. love training to so that I can perform well on the day of the event. My whole thing is I'm going to push myself. I'm going to make the training difficult so that I can really perform and enjoy the camaraderie, meeting new people, because you're all there for that single purpose for that day. And there's that immediate bond. Everyone's right. there for that. And it's just, it's like, you know, you're just so friendly with everyone because yes. you, you put in so much to get there. And dude, your videos that you post on, on Facebook, oh my God, do they look insane, first of all. Like, your footwork. Oh, like it's not for the, the for the uncoordinated, you know. Like you got some serious coordination going and everything. Like, and I, geez, I mean, I showed my wife, and he, she's like, "That looks really hard." And I'm like, "Yeah, you think?" And so, um, you would love the the Everesting. Um, if you get an opportunity, you know, check it out and and maybe sign up for it. Um, the, the cool thing about it, the Everesting, is there are all different fitness levels that are there. They they have he's had like professional triathletes go there. Mm. And in Utah, these guys literally like we're all struggling to get up there. These guys are just jogging, having a conversation as they pass you and everything. They finish in like twelve hours, you know, not really, wow. but they finish in like you know, uh, eighteen hours. And you know you're barely getting in under the 36 hours and everything. It's unreal. And then you have some people that barely. They, he he. There was a woman there, unbelievable. She had one of her legs was amputated, and she had a prosthetic, and yeah. she had her like, 12 or 13 year old daughter with her, and she she got I don't know how many it was maybe you know four times or five times maybe but whatever like unbelievable. You know so yeah. there's. You meet like really inspiring people and, and really interesting people. It's a great event that Jesse does. All right. Well, I will definitely look into that. And again, that's another piece. Just when you meet these people, the stories, you're you're inspired. You're inspired to do more. You're inspired to reach for a little bit more. I remember one of my, ex- my first experience, I, I did the Chicago Marathon, my first marathon. I did it with my brother. And I, you know, I trained as best I could and I felt confident. I knew I was going to finish. That wasn't a question. So there I am. Mile 17 is always in my head, that, that decision about um, fuel. So there was a, um, they had goo out. So I go over to the station, I get the goo, take it down. I'm running and I go to pass this woman and she's a senior. She's got to be in her 70s. But, you know, she's got a good pace. And I'm just like, wow, she's at mile 17. She was ahead of me. Uh (laughs) I passed her, but I couldn't help but notice her. And then I see her after the race, you know, at the finish line, we're done. And I go over to her. I congratulated her. And I just, you know, you're not supposed to ask women their age. And I'm just like, you know, I got to tell you, I was so impressed with your stride at mile 17. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you. I've been, it was like her sixth Chicago marathon or something like that. And what I took away from that was like, I want to be doing this when I'm in my 70s. I want to still, I'm not going to worry so much about my time. And she wasn't like sprinting. But for someone who was, I guess she's probably mid-70s, was at mile 17 and I was catching up to her. I was just like, I am, I am completely in awe and impressed. Yeah. That's amazing. And it may work on me. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So great for these, these sorts of events. And I'm sure even though with this one, 
you're, I mean, you're, you're not really doing it solo. Your family is going to be there and part of it with you, but I'm sure you're going to have those connections because it, Goggins was talking about the community effect of this and you guys sharing your experiences. So you're going to have some real takeaways from that on this one too, I'm sure. Yeah, it's yeah, that much different, you know, which is cool too, right? Like, because that's the other part of it. Like, you know, it's a different experience. And, um, you know, my buddy that was said, said, you know, he's going to do two by two by 24. We're probably going to either Zoom or FaceTime while we're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously he's outside. He lives in Philly or he maybe live in Boston. I can't remember. Um, but if he's outside and trying to hold a camera, whatever, that's going to be a lot more difficult than me on my treadmill, you know, yeah. and the cozy my home uh doing it and i think goggins is going to be live streaming his running or something as well so um but yeah i think you know i think we'll probably and we haven't discussed the strategy yet but we'll probably wind up you know just checking in on each other maybe 30 minutes before the hour to make sure like all right you good yeah all yeah. right let's do this you know, make sure that you're awake and you know like that kind of thing you know cool very cool yeah. that's awesome well, I know this one is coming up and you're still in your training to get there, but I got to ask this question. Do you have your sights set on anything after this? I know you got to get to this one, but yeah. I'm just anything that you're just kind of like, ah, I might have something else going on. 100? Wow. Why do you got to do this to me? I don't know. Uh, it's just it's a natural thought. Natural. I do. I do. I do. And this one, I hate saying it out loud. So my stepdad, um, two Christmases ago, he passed away. He was 85 and he had Parkinson's and, um, there was, you know, complications with Parkinson's and the whole thing and dementia and, and he wound up dying and, you know, he lived a nice long life, but the end was hard and everything. And he, he ran, he, he was a runner. He did, I think four New York city marathons and oh, I hate you, Levon. Uh, I was kicking around before signing up for this, I was kicking around training and running an 85 miler on his birthday, December 9th to raise money for Parkinson's. Oh, wow. So yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Well, hey, <laughs> Think, I'm thinking I mean, about that would, it. That would be great. That would be a great cause to do that. Yeah. So the 50, I raised $25,000 for feeding America um yeah which was which nice. was really you know it, it was pretty awesome so um 85 man that's that i mean so here's the thing it's weird it, you know as hard as the 50 was you probably know this better much better than i do as far as homeostasis right your okay. body ends up really adjusting to what you're doing and what i found while i was doing it is that after probably after mile 30 when i hurt my knee um for the first, so it's a 1.13 mile loop, right? And the first probably third of a mile, maybe even fourth of a mile, I was walking, uh, or point, point 0.3 or point 0.4, right, miles. I was walking, and after like one or two loops, doing the walking and then starting to jog and get back to home base and, you know, having like a Gatorade or whatever, mm -hmm. I would walk. My body, when I would get to that point 0.4 of a mile, just knew it was time to start jogging again it was a really weird thing and i can vividly remember like where i was on the loop you know all right and i was just like okay let's go and 
it, it was just it's so it's really strange man it, it, your body just and so my point is when i finished the 50 i really think that i had a lot more in me even mm-hmm. though like my were swollen like crazy and they were hurting and my knee was hurting i just i i, I know i could have kept going i don't know how far but i know i definitely could have kept going yeah i think you I, it's in you i i, I hear it i hear it uh, and because you were going at such a good pace to start that you were at nine yeah yeah I, I, it's there, there. <laughs> you're gonna come out and do it with me then you're gonna come run with me uh, no, no no that's a little too far for me i still i'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the marathons maybe a triathlon at some point but uh i you know the swimming for me i i that's have i think too yeah i i can do it I just have a phobia of ocean swimming. Like if it was a pool, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I'll do, I'll do that kind of thing. But like this fresh water, man, I always I have this phobia that a shark's gonna get me. I know it's not gonna happen, <laughs> but I just like I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Well, I had a woman on the podcast before or uh, last year, and she talked about how she did the sprints. Right, yeah. she did one that was like all, like almost like all indoors, uh-huh. and then she moved to doing like larger ones, and then she would go off to Brooklyn Coney Island to that was like her first test with open water swimming, and then she just gradually kept getting to bigger and more aggressive bodies of water until she became more comfortable. So right. don't go jump in the Pacific Ocean to get your start. Just <laughs> Start small with it. Yeah, is the message there. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been great. I wish you all the best. I know you're going to handle it. Thank and you. I will be. Uh, well, I won't be watching, but I'll be looking for the updates that you'll be putting out there. Yeah. So, uh, and then you know, in the future, you'll have to come back on and tell us the the next big challenge that you're actually going to uh, undertake. So, thank you. Appreciate your yeah, time. Thanks. A lot of fun. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. You take care of yourself.